everyone. It's Creston Margaret from Beyond the Miles, and we're back with another episode. Today, we are going to be talking about shifting perspectives and viewing food as fuel. I love this topic so much because it is kind of like why we're here with our company, because it's the ultimate mind-body connection, right? Like, how do you have a mindset where you are looking at at food as a way to fuel your run instead of all the other ways that we learn to look at food? So it is the ultimate mind-body connection topic, in my opinion. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm going to hand it over to Margaret. Hi. Um, Yeah, I think that was a great intro to the topic. And I do feel like food as fuel is kind of like an umbrella topic to our to our business and to be on the to be on the miles, especially just thinking about this past year and a half with the pandemic, bringing on so many issues when it comes to mental health, which we talked about last time. But that bleeds into physical health and how well or how poorly people are taking care of themselves and fueling their bodies. So this can go in many directions, using food as a coping mechanism, but also restricting food because it feels out of control. Life in general just feels out of control. So sometimes people feel like food is the only thing they control can can control when their life is out of control. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like this is a huge topic and just as it relates to the pandemic is, is huge. So this is an area I work on with most of the runners that I see just, just kind of shifting their mindset, changing their perspective of food. We live in a society that portrays hunger, as a bad thing when in reality if someone is not ever feeling hungry that should be the concern if someone doesn't have an appetite (laughs) that's when that's when we should be concerned not when we are hungry so yeah and just thinking about um diet culture and everything that we're bombarded with about trying to look thinner or not eat this or that food is just, and hunger is just portrayed as a bad thing, which I'm hoping we can combat that and, and change people's perspectives and people's mindsets on that. So a big part of that, which this kind of goes into, to the mental health stuff, I think, and um, into things that you, you do, Chris, but relearning hunger and fullness cues. So that takes a lot of mental power. <laughs> um, just being able to reset your mind and those, and those connections that you have with food. So this is really difficult as adults. And it's, that, that's what I work on with people all the time. Kids are really, really good at it until society and diet culture ruin it. So if you think about a baby, they are very intuitive eaters. They eat when they're hungry. They stop when they're full, no matter what the food is. They Eventually, they may become picky eaters, but 
but for the most part, they, they know when to stop and they don't get over full very often. So that, that's kind of seeing how babies and kids eat until a certain point until diet culture comes in and ruins it is that's the, that's intuitive eating. And that's something that I'd say probably most adults um, don't know how to do. So taking that and putting that into a running perspective, it looks a little bit different for running. And I say that because <laughs> I think that being in a, I think you can be an intuitive eater for when you're a runner, but I think that when you're running a lot of miles and you're training that you also have to plan. So you have to have some planned planned nutrition combined with intuitive eating. So what I mean by that is if you think about it sometimes or fairly often, especially if you're training hard, running can suppress your appetite in the short term. So a lot of people don't feel hungry right after they run. So they're like, why would I eat? I'm not hungry. Um, so in intuitive eating for runners includes self-care, which so, so self-care I think is the planning portion where you're, because you want to take care of yourself, you're going to plan ahead and eat before you run and eat your recovery nutrition so that you're eating to fuel your runs and fuel your performance rather than when you can, when you can look at it like that, rather than just eating to eat, I think that there's a huge mental shift and, and then you can be an intuitive eater kind of like the rest of the day. So I see a lot of athletes skip breakfast, for instance, because they aren't hungry. Well, so say you skip your breakfast and then you skip your recovery nutrition. Well, a lot of people, when they do this, they'll binge on everything in sight later in the day or the next day. So with runners, I like the intuitive eating approach to a degree, but incorporating that planned nutrition into. Um, and this is, this is where you are shifting your mindset to viewing food as fuel. So it's important to eat our recovery snacks and meals, even if we are not hungry. So that goo on your hot, long run that sounds so unappetizing at, you, you know, mile 18 or something, you need that too. Otherwise you might bonk. So sometimes you're, you're fueling your body as an athlete isn't really intuitive um, when you're in those types of situations. But I do believe that we can get in fuel if we if we get in fuel before and after our runs in that time frame where we're supporting our performance, then we can be intuitive eaters the rest of the time. So planning helps with that process for runners. So let's say you have a client who's a runner and they either say want to lose weight or at least not gain weight. How do you convince them to eat when they're not hungry? Because I imagine that, that could be challenging. Yeah. So I get this question all the time. Why eat when I am not hungry? I get it. It seems super counterproductive 
especially if you have a huge fear of gaining weight or you started running because you want to lose weight. But when you're an endurance athlete and you're running miles upon miles, hunger is going to hit at some point. It just is. <laughs> so I think you have to accept that fact. And if you're not fueling your runs or your recovery, first of all, you're not benefiting at all when you cut you'll be more sore the next day if you're not going to eat 30 minutes get in some carbs and protein 30 minutes after your run so you're you're setting your body up for failure in a sense or at least to not perform as well as you would if you get in your recovery nutrition and your pre-run nutrition uh, but also you're probably going to end up eating a ton later and you're probably going to end up eating food that is not as nourishing making choices that are not as healthy for you as you potentially would make if you were not starving. So it, it can start this vicious restrict binge cycle where you like don't eat all morning and then from like 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. you're eating everything in sight. And then the next day you wake up again and you feel bad because you you don't want to eat because you ate so much the day before. So just this huge cycle. Whereas if you're, you're eating a snack before you run and you're eating your recovery nutrition, then you're going to feel pretty normal later in the day and just eat a normal meal. So yeah, when, when people binge later in the day, because hunger hits, hits super hard, then they're just, they're getting in less, less nutrient dense foods and they end up usually just eating as many calories as they probably would have, or probably even more as if they were, um, would have eaten their pre and post run nutrition. So when you do get people to make this shift and start to look at food, as something that can help their performance, something that is like a good thing and it can, you know, well, fuel the runs instead of being so hyper-focused on counting calories or like you were saying, you know, running off their food if they say, feel like they ate too much the day before. Um, when you get them to make that shift, what happens? Yeah. So you can probably speak to this too, because it is such a huge change in men mentality and there's such a mental part to that, but it's so awesome. It's so freeing for people. Um, and I just love, love, love helping runners overcome their fear of eating and feeling good about consuming nourishing foods and just having that change in mindset and perspective on food and how it can fuel your runs and kind of just viewing food as something that's good and something that can help them perform. So many runners just, when they make this mental shift, they find an even bigger love for running or for whatever sport they're training for. I mean, it doesn't have to be running be any sport that they're fueling themselves for. They perform better, they feel better, they get faster they sleep better. It just, it, it can impact you in so many ways. And it, it's really like, the, it's the mental shift that makes the huge, huge difference. 
I love that. That that is just so positive to just think about how making that simple change can not only change like the perspective on food, but also just on running on everything. That's awesome. But let me ask you this because I've heard this before. I've run with people before who have been, you know, kind of, I guess, tinkering with their nutrition in ways to get faster um, by like not eating intentionally. And I know we're not going to get into like intermittent fasting and all that, but like, you know, running fast, running in a fast state, like while they're training to prepare for marathon, things like that. So why do you think runners view fueling as weakness or they, they have this belief that running on empty will make them stronger? Yeah. It's so interesting because I do think that there is this, this huge, I think a lot of, a lot of runners think that if they have to take nutrition on their run take a goo on their run, take even hydrating and take water on their run. If they, if they're taking anything, I think that they think that's, that means that they're weaker. Like they're not strong enough. They don't have enough grit to get through a long run. When in reality, if everyone was taking the fuel that their bodies need, you would see so many people performing so much better. So it's, it's interesting because I think, (laughs) I think that, I think that actually we would have a lot more, um, competition out there that that there's going to be, there could be a lot more faster runners out there if they made just a few really small changes to their nutrition. So a part of me is a part of me doesn't want to doesn't want to let our secret out. And maybe we shouldn't publish this one. We can just, we'll change, we'll change our nutrition. We'll keep, we'll keep nourishing ourselves on our (laughs) runs and go out there and compete with all the fasted runners. But no, that's a, it's a, it's a great question because there are so many people out there who even like intermittent fasting, like you said, is huge and studies have been, been done and they've shown that people do not perform better when they're intermittent fasting. Maybe some people will perform the same, but you see huge improvements in performance when people eat carbs and fuel on their runs and um, do all these things with nutrition. So why do you want to be out there fasting or not doing these things if your goal is performance? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like such a simple, simple fix. But I mean, I think that just really brings home the the mind body connection because I think people, some people, really have a mental block to to making this change. So hopefully, you know, this episode will motivate some of our listeners to maybe just try, like, see see if they run fueled, like how, how they feel, how they run. And, um, 
yeah, if you do that, you know, leave us a comment, like, let us know how, how did it work for you? Did you see any change? And, um, yeah, for sure. And, and if people have questions after this about nutrition stuff or, or any questions for Chris about like the mental shift in doing all of this, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or leave us a comment. And we are starting some coaching groups soon and we would love to have runners join. So we'll, we'll, our podcast kind of is just a little glimpse into that, but we will, in our coaching groups, we're going to teach people how to do all these things. So we're super excited about that. Yeah. Well, thank you all. We are so excited to um, have you listen and I hope that you have a great couple of weeks until we're back with another episode. So uh, yeah. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.